everybody and welcome back. It is Monday, November 16th, 2020, and you are listening to episode 93 of the Can I Say Something podcast. I'm your host and a recluse with a juicy caboose, Damien. Joining me today, as always, is... H. Dion, what's up, buddy? I am tilting. Tilting? Why are you tilting? I'm tilting because my fantasy team is fucking garbage. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I had you have a to phenomenal put... lineup, all right? I had this phenomenal uh-huh. lineup. I had Aaron Rodgers. I had the, one of the best receivers in the NFL, DK Metcalf. You might have heard of him. He's got, he, was the, he was the guy they made those memes out of. He was uh, coming out of college. He's just an absolute specimen. It was just like the dad would be like, have my daughter home by 10. And he's like, how about midnight? And she, he's like, okay. Like that that's the kind of memes that was happening. It's just like the dude could just turn it's like, I'm not gay. Yes, you are. I'm gay, you know, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, he decides he wants to drop me a zero. A zero. Oh, this is like the man. number one receiver in the, the league and he drops me a zero. And, and 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 weeks before that I had the number one receiver in the league, Calvin Ridley from the Falcons. He dropped me a zero as well. This is this is some unprecedented uh garbage the the fantasy gods have come out in full force against me this week i was i was battling the number one team in the league and i just got uh, going into the day like you know the one o'clock games were going my way then the four o'clock games just it's like i just crashed right into a wall they struck me I'm down so- they struck me down struck me down are you yeah, okay any any are you okay yeah i'm not okay you were struck <laughs> down you were you were hit down by a smooth <laughs> <Not criminal. okay. laughs> Not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, let me give you something that might cheer you up. If I told you, Dion, that I was going to give you Santa's Yumna, what would you say to me? I say, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> M&S, uh, you, you, Marks you and yum Spencer's. Nut? Yum Nut. Santa's. Yum not nut. just any Yum Nut. Santa's Yum Nut. Okay. So the distributors of Santa's Yum Nut, M&S, put out a tweet this week. That said, who wants a bite of Santa's Yum Nut? Our Yum Yum Donut hybrids have been given a Christmassy makeover with delicious flaky pastry layers and a sweet, sweet Santa's belt topping. Find them in your local store bakery. Mm-hmm. We're not doing phrasing. That, that was like a, uh, the PR department was just like, fuck it. We're not doing phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> Let them think whatever they want to think. It's provocative. Yeah. It's provocative. It gets the people going. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what is a yum nut? You might you might ask. A yum nut is a it's a combination donut. of a of a yum yum, which is a flaky rope shaped fried donut glazed with icing, and a donut. So, a donut with a donut. They're saying, dude, think think cronut, but yum nut. It's a yum nut, and you just use yum nut and rope in the same <laughs> sentence. That yum nut is just gonna have ropes. <laughs> <laughs> just blasting <Smashing> ropes, ropes. <laughs> oh man yeah i'll take a yum nut i'll be I'll honest you sound pretty good yeah give me that yum nut in my mouth please you know those shots when you go you go out to a bar and like uh i, I, I think it was called like a slippery nipple and they're just named <laughs> something absolutely ridiculous yeah just because they want you to have to order that and yeah. just say, I want a slippery nipple. You have to tell somebody you want a slippery nipple. Was it? Or a blowjob. A blowjob. Remember yeah. those ones? It was, came on the yep. big cup, and then they yep. put the shot on top of that one, and then you had to like yep. deep throat it. 
Yeah. You have to say, I want a blowjob to this person. Yep. And chances are, you don't know if, if I'm a guy and my, 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 my waiter's a, a, a guy too, you got to tell him that. But yeah, you got a donut shop and you got to go up to someone and say, yo, give me Santa's yum nut. Sure. Give me some, some of that, that yum, yum nut. nut. Mm. Goodness. Miss, Goodness. Mrs. Claus is going to have fun this year. That's yeah. all I'm saying. We're all Mrs. Claus this year. <laughs> uh, so, did you hear about WWE coming to terms? Uh, coming to terms? Has come to terms on the release of Zelina? Zelina? Vega? Zelina. 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 Zelina Wish Vega. well in her future Every time I hear... Yeah, anytime I ever hear anybody's name as uh, Vega or Yolanda, I always, I always think of that woman that did the lottery Sunday nights. Yolanda Vega! Really? No, it's not the first. I think Street Fighter. Oh, yes. Yeah. And she, she's like super into cosplay, so I think my oh. my uh, connection it seems a little bit stronger yeah. than yours. I have no idea about this lottery <laughs> chick you're talking about. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, uh, cosplaying wrestlers, uh, they had a gallery, a, a collage of... Uh, What's the guy's name that was in the authority? Not the not the big guy. The authority. The authority. Yeah, the authority, right? That was the name of the Oh, it was the Triple H? No. Talking what am, I, am I am I thinking of the the uh the wrong group the, the wrong group of people? Who's the guy? Who's the big guy right now? The fucking who's the champion right now? The fucking the I haven't been watching. Hair. Uh dude with the black hair who's got the mini boy Roman Reigns uh Roman Reigns, but who's his partner? Who's his 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 Paul Heyman? No, this is, that's manager. Who's his fucking teammate? People is the guys that was in the authority. It's not the. It's called the authority, right? The the Reigns wasn't him. in the authority. Seth Rollins was in the authority. Seth Rollins, thank you. Seth Rollins okay. did a bunch of cosplay as like Vegeta, and I think he did like a Thanos cosplay and a Captain America cosplay. Ah. Like, is that correct? Yes, possibly. Okay. Oh no no no! That that's his uh his ring gear. He would come right, out with that he, stuff. He would call yeah, it so, different colors. So one time he came out like dressed like the Night King. He had like blue contacts. Night King, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he came out as a white exactly. Power Ranger once. Actually, yep. Vince told him he can't wear the white Power Ranger outfit because A, he doesn't get it, and mm-hmm. B, it was too over. <laughs> what does he not get? <laughs> he just doesn't understand what a Power Ranger is, I assume. Oh, really? It wasn't really like elaborated on, but like he doesn't... Vince isn't like in touch with things that happen in in the, in the world outside of his own right. world that he creates with the WWE. He doesn't understand a lot of these things, and he has like a very juvenile sense of humor. Like you remember Goldust? Yes. Like he, the things that he put him through is basically you could take Goldust's entire career and just realize, hey, this is Vince is a genius because he was able to make the WWE into what it is. But right. that's what he really wanted to do was just Goldust's entire career was just the juvenile, uh, th- what he thinks people want in the world. <laughs> people wanted to see. He thought Goldust was like, like I, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. But I mean, anytime you have to dress, I guess what I'm trying to say, anytime you got to dress up with that kind of flair, it probably rem- thinks, he probably thinks it's a joke that he doesn't understand. Yes. But like he does, like Power Rangers. I don't, I don't ever think that he's probably watched Power Rangers in his life. But it's it was sweet, <laughs> and it was a really sweet outfit. But he's just like, yeah. no, you, you can't wear that. Like Power Ranger, what the hell is that? <laughs> so before we get emails for corrections, uh, the 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 group I was trying to think of was the Shield. 
so you can oh, understand. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The shield and the authority, very The similar. shield and the authority were against each other, and then Seth Rollins uh, turned on the shield to join the authority. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, so uh, Zelina, Zelina Vega <laughs> is uh, not on Twitch anymore, or was she not? Was she on... Uh, she was on Twitch, and they, they pulled her Twitch thing, right? Yeah, and now they she commandeered just it. Yeah, they commandeered it. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah, did you... Uh, there was a big uh, uproar online about it, because yeah. I think uh, like five minutes before the uh, the internet knew about it, she had sent out a tweet saying, "Yeah, I'm for union unionization. Right. And everyone thought that, oh, she said the union word. Uh, yeah. she's gone. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, five yeah, minutes yeah. later, WWE said, Hey, yeah, uh, we released her. But actually I think what happened was that the WWE released her prior to that. And then she was like, yep, I'm all for unionization. So they probably had a conversation, but that wasn't, uh, yeah. if you were thinking that the tweet was the reason it got caused that, I, I don't think that's actually the case. The, the sequence oh. was backwards. Yeah. Gotcha. So people on the, uh, wrestling subreddit, um, squared circle, are commenting on the article saying, uh, calling it now, anytime in the next 72 hours, Alistair Black is probably going to be released as well. Do you know what the connection there would be? Alistair Black is a, um, a superstar that came from the NXT to the main roster, and they don't know. Vince doesn't know how to use anyone that comes from NXT. Because what gotcha. NXT is, is like a, or like a farming, I don't say farming, yes. it's its own brand. Triple H runs it. Right. And it's like right. Triple H is like, wet wrestling dream basically and it's actually really good storyline wise and the matches but when they come yeah. up to the main roster vince just he's like i don't know what the f- to do with this guy like and he just doesn't either doesn't use them doesn't use them correctly or i don't know or what's actually going to happen he's not going to be released he's going unless he says something that like uh is offensive i don't know, I don't know. but yeah. what's really going to happen is he's going to hold on to him for about the rest of his contract however long that is and he's just yeah. going to humiliate the guy now because that's yeah. the type of person Vince is. Right. He'll be going through tables. He'll be, he'll be getting put through tables by like Nia Jax. He'll lose every single match for the rest of his career <laughs> until he, they <laughs> finally let him go. Right. And they're not going to fire him. They're not going to let him go because yeah. AEW might be interested in taking him. Yeah. So that's why Vince is going to hold on to this dude forever and just embarrass okay. him because that's the type so, of person Vince is. Right. Is Alistair Black married to... Selena? Yeah, that's his, uh, that's Vega? her husband. Gotcha. Okay. So that's that's his connection there that I was looking for. Um Oh my bad. Let's see. I thought I said that yeah. first. <laughs> no. <laughs> thought uh, I let yeah, off with that. You mentioned Nia Jax putting him through tables. That's exactly what the comment on uh on oh, really? Circle is. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow, that's exactly I mean everybody know, knows it. Like it's no secret. Yeah. Vince is just a petty asshole. Mm. Yes. And yes, it, he and is. it's not Absolutely. even anything Alistair did. It's just that right. that's in in Vince's mind he has been slighted and now he has to go scorched earth on everybody. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yep, correct. Oh, so any more uh anything else you want to say about that? No, I'm just uh no. well I mean I I've said it before. Uh, my my mini this is like just knowledge that I've had. Yeah. I haven't watched right. WWE in a while. Had, right. Doing a, a boycott of it basically. I'm I'm done with the right. carny active <laughs> wwe is it's it's unfortunate because i loved watching wrestling yeah. and yeah me too uh i got a passion for it but yeah. it's just the way you treat I'll, I'll watch AEW, but the way that the, the wwe is run how he buries certain people is just it's crap and all the yeah. stuff behind the scenes too 
just it's just not cool exactly yeah i agree completely um what's i gonna say I'll get off my yeah, soapbox it's, now it's, <laughs> no it's fine they um yeah so they're still doing are they still doing live events like what is what's the deal with that are they doing stuff in front of the, the uh, big screens where they have the people on the yeah, screen yeah they got the the still? thunderdome which has yep. all the screens uh they actually they're this is like their most profitable year i've read and they're not they're not going to go back to what they had been doing the the, the live right. events that we know like they'll still have raw and smackdown when everything clears up, they'll, they'll probably travel for that. They'll travel for their pay-per-views. But, like, yep. in between Raws and SmackDowns, you would have house shows from, like, say, the pay-per-view was in Boston. You'd yep. have a, uh, a show in Worcester, you know, a smaller city. Right. Yep. Uh, it, it, they don't get all done up for it. But, like, those shows, those house shows, they're called house shows. Those things yep. are gone. They won't come back. So why, that's unfortunate. Why is... Why why would they be most profitable this year when people aren't can't pay for tickets to see the shows, which I'm assuming makes up a big portion of their profits? I would guess that it's the Fox deal they got. The Fox yeah. network oh. yep. paid a buttload of money for them to be there, and the ratings are actually solid. And hmm. they're getting more advertisers being more mainstream, and it's just uh, somehow that's a, equally more money. You also got to consider – all their travel, they just they they do it all from the performance center now. Oh, so gotcha, they don't gotcha. have to travel anymore. There's so many costs that they're saving on by not by having one base of operations. So yep. I guess having all those house shows wasn't equaling what they could make just staying there and having people watch virtually from screens inside the audience. Yeah, but you know damn Makes well sense. that like WrestleMania is still going to be something that people are going to go see when that time uh. comes up again. Yeah. They'll keep the big money uh draws basically and Right. But everything before that like the um, maybe Raw and SmackDown will travel but maybe that maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. They they found yeah, a, like, they found a recipe of success and they're they're profiting from it so good on them yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, like you said wrestling was a big Big thing for me a long time, for a long time, uh mid 90s watching with my dad, watching the pay-per-views. I remember the day they did the fucking in your house, so I was like, "Dad, Dad, we got to get the pay per views. We get pay per view every month, right?" He's like, yeah, uh, "No, what's it? What do you mean every month?" He's like, "Yeah, every month now in your house." <laughs> it's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> yeah, um, actually, I'm thinking back. I don't remember how that actually happened. Like, I, I I remember starting to watch wrestling, and then I had a friend that watched wrestling with me, and then next thing I can remember is that we're ordering pay per views, and my dad would watch them with us, and. Yep. Cause actually, my dad he he used to order the stuff too. Like when you had to call it, uh, well, I guess you yeah. call the phone number back then too. But but oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I found thing. like WrestleMania Seven on uh, VHS. Uh, don't yeah. tell anybody. I guess that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he got Vince's written permission. Yeah, I get DMCA'd. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I watched a lot of old pay per views that way. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, he was probably kind of happy when I was like, "Hey, can we get this? Uh, can we get over the edge?" And yeah. Like, <laughs> All right. And he, I remember he used to kind of like shit on it. He was it, wrestling then, which was like the attitude. Well, for hi, for him, it was um, yeah. I forget what era they would call that, but um. I, I grew up in the Attitude Era, so there was blood, yeah. and there was all yeah. there was like uh, the provocativeness. Yeah, you know all about it. Um, yep. And he was always like, 
ugh, like this isn't what I grew up with. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 I suppose it's not. It's, and he would tell me that his favorite wrestler was Bob Backlund. You remember that guy? I remember, yeah. He, he wrestled, um, I saw him wrestle, what's his name? Uh, Bret Hart for a while. He had a, he yeah. Had a rivalry, yeah, he was like world champion for a year. And he was like, yeah. oh, yeah, he always had integrity. And he and uh, he would shake your hand before every wrestling match. It's like, Dad, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> I want I want Stone Cold to come out and drink this beer and give somebody the stunner. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I want to see yeah, Triple yeah, H yeah. dome this dude with a sledgehammer. Yes. Yep. Um. So the, they're saying it's the 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 new generation era was ninety four to ninety seven. New generation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So they don't That's even have the attitude era here. They have weird. Oh, okay. It's not in chrono. It's not in chrono- chronological order. That's why it's all over the place. Um. I'd say attitude was like ninety six or whatever. When right. new generation it, died, basically it became attitude. Yeah, I'm trying to find it here. Oh, they ranked them. That's why ranked them from best to worst. Um, attitude era number one started November ninety seven to March twenty six. Very two. specific. Very specific. Number two era. was probably uh, ruthless aggression. They got rock and wrestling era eighty four to ninety three. Wow. <laughs> hot take. That's a hot take. World champions, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. This is when I I started like early nineties. I remember seeing like Undertaker first come on the scene in, in Survivor Survivor Series, I want to say. Yeah. I'm not um, I'm not sure when he actually made his debut, but yeah. When he came out as the uh he was actually a mortician. Or, well, oh. No, no, no. He 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 lived in a funeral home, but he was a he had like those long purple gloves and Yeah. He was grave yeah. digger. That's what it is. Gra- grave digger era. Yeah. yeah. Um, they got the PG era, which started July 2008. I guess they're saying it's still going. Uh, yeah, I guess you call it PG era. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. I don't, I don't know what they would call it other than that. They got the ruthless aggression era from 2004 to 2008. They're saying the end of the ruthless aggression era uh, ended with Eddie Guerrero dying. They're saying yeah. they're trying to clean up clean up their image after that. Yeah. Because not too long after that, you had uh, Chris Benoit, yeah, and stuff like that. So yeah, they definitely yeah. had to clean up after that. Yep. I would actually, I love the attitude there, but the wrestling back then wasn't that great. Kind of sucked. Right. Right, um, right. 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 If you're looking for like good quality wrestling, ruthless aggression era was lit. It had Brock Lesnar, it had Kurt Angle, uh, yeah. John Cena before he was the Five Moves of Doom. It just <laughs> it just Really good matches from a lot of different, like, uh, Shawn Michaels came back at a point. Yeah. Um, uh, Triple H was over his reign of destruction. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff going on for the Ruthless Aggression stage. Randy Orton was in a montage video I watched the other day on YouTube of the worst uh, wrestling finishers of all time. He had, you mm. said, the five finishers of Doom or something, and the, the last the, one of the Doom. newest ones was some kind of Chinese kung fu punch thing. Right? Five uh, Chinese kung fu punch? Yeah. Who, who did it? it? Randy? John Cena. J- Cena would do uh, the five knuckle shuffle. Maybe that was it. Let me, let me he see would like wave in front of it. It was like his version of the people's elbow. He'd wave his hand in front of his face like, you can't see me, and then He'd run off the ropes and then he would like brush his shoulder off and drive his fist into the dude's head. 
So it's called his. It's his sixth move of doom. It's it's beyond the five moves of doom. Oh shit! Yeah, dude. Um, it's called the doomiest. John Cena, new finisher, doomiest. Let me see if I can. <laughs> so he does the F five or the FU. Okay. Let me see. He does the FU, the STFU, which actually I think he's changed. Uh, the FU is now the so attitude adjustment. Let me uh. Let me pull this up so you can watch it. <laughs> He's powering up like Goku right now. Let me go back to the... Uh, he does the FU. Doing the FU right now. I still can't get over his hair. Yeah. Old man Hollywood so scene is crazy. Yeah, he's powering up like Goku right now. Does a backhanded fucking jab. <laughs> this this, oh. this has to be a, a house show. I feel like this is a house show. Yeah, it was a house show, but still, it's like... They, they do all kinds of things uh. to the house shows. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I, funny. I have heard about that. I actually never watched it, but that's funny. Yeah, it is funny. So there's that. Um, so twenty minutes see. on wrestling, I wasn't expecting to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been listening to a fuck ton of podcasts this week. Uh, the binge mode is, is going deep into binge mode. They have seven episodes so far. Seven movies. They talked about the MCU so far. Uh, they got into the Avengers, which is the end of the phase one. Came out in 2012, I believe. Yeah, somewhere around 2012. Um, but I have a clip here from the episode before that. Oh, I'm sorry, the episode six. They they done seven seasons. This is episode six is the Avengers. Um, episode five was Captain America, the first first Avenger. Um, one that I was listening for, you know, just for the 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 they wax poetic on everything. They do. They dive really deep into everything. I was looking for any any facts that I might have overlooked over the years. I've, I've seen every fact. I've seen every behind-the-scenes tidbit, whatever, about all these movies. So I was super surprised when they mentioned a thing in from uh, from Thor, which I didn't know, or maybe I just overlooked. <clears throat> so at the beginning of, of Thor, uh, the Red Skull is in Norway looking for the Tesseract. Um, and he's in this uh, old church, and the guy there that is played by, um, I had his name here a second ago, but the guy that played uh, uh, in Game of Thrones, um, the the, the uh, Walder Frey is the old priest in the church, and he's trying to keep the Tesseract from Red Skull. And he looks over to this, to this mural where the Tesseract is hidden, and the mural is a mural of the world, the world tree by Odin. So I thought that was interesting how they kind of, I guess at some point Odin or somebody, somebody that worked for him hid the Tesseract on earth in Norway, which I didn't put the, I didn't, I never put the, uh, the dots together on that one. So that was interesting. Huh. And then, and then they, in Captain Marvel or Captain America, they are talking about, uh, does he fuck or not? <laughs> and I sent a text to Dion to a link to a, to a, uh, a tweet, a tweet survey where I'm, I'm going to look it up right now actually and see where that survey ended. So, anybody else can write in. Do you think uh, Captain America fucks? Dan, do you think Captain America fucks? I think he fucks. 
He's definitely nailed Peggy. Uh, he might have nailed her granddaughter. Yes. And he definitely has a thing with uh, the Winter Soldier. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> has a thing with the Winter Soldier? What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, they plow. They touch. They they dock. <laughs> okay, buddy. All right. Um, he lays pipe, f- man. Yeah. Him and Bucky laying pipe. <laughs> As you're talking, I'm trying to ignore this this debauchery, this <laughs> this just awful, toxic, toxic. Uh, it's 2020. It's fine, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm just saying my what I think is happening. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to find that goddamn tweet. Think I of all the, the damn shit that Cap got up to. Think of all the damn so shit I, Cap got up to. To, to, to save Bucky. He did more to help Bucky out than he did to, to, to get back with Peggy, man. So the final result, the final tally of does Cap fuck on Binge Mode's Twitter uh, survey, 15,000 votes in, the final results are 42% for Cap fucks, 57.7 Cap's a virgin. How much? Thirty? What was? What was? The, he's a virgin. <laughs> Cap Fox got fifty-seven point seven percent of the votes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Cap Fox. <laughs> so I want to play. He also a clip. fucks over yeah. his best friend when he doesn't tell him that his uh, his his, his other lover his lover killed his mom. <laughs> his lover killed his mom. Yeah. Anyways, he fucks over every, his best friend. <laughs> the clip here from Binge Mode's Captain Marvel episode, and they talk about uh, go into great detail whether about whether Cap Captain America Steve Rogers um, is sexually active or not. I will summarize. Unfortunately, because this piece of shit program won't load it, they were saying that think about World World War Two America, the boys in blue shipping off to Europe. The the ratio of man to woman is in Cap's favor. There are so many desperately uh, whopped up women, wet ass pussied women, desperate for getting a dick down. Uh, Cap, there is no possible way that that the guy that looks like Captain America, that is the strength of Captain America, is not getting some wop every single night. Okay. Yeah. Now, listen, I I said that he he fucked. Yes, but I I ain't saying he's out there throwing it out to e- e- anyone who comes up knocking on his door. He's I'm not. Saying, Why not? Say, no, no, no. It's either Peggy or it's Bucky. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna throw the granddaughter out. The granddaughter was thirsty, but he was just like, nah. He's like, I I like your grandma, so that's right. where I'm going. I'm I'm gonna find her. So he's definitely went to town on Peggy. He went back in time for that. You know. He went back this. in time. He he, he abandoned his friends again to go back in time for uh for this hell. And and then there's Bucky. We can't we can't can't forget about Bucky. No, so until the end of the line. Those two, but where his love was eternal. All right. Uh <clears throat> everybody else though, like uh just your random World War II biddy? No. Uh-huh. No. He was too honorable for that. He was saving. He was saving himself. No, 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 no. But, but no. You are. You, you're missing the point. They're saying at the point at which, um, right after Steve Rogers gets the serum, becomes Captain America. Um, oh, what, what's yeah? Okay, yeah, that's right what I was asking. That. Where's the In cutoff? New York like, City. Yeah. So we're New saying York when City. he goes. Uh, yeah. 1943, New York City. Um, Peggy is in Europe. Cap is in America. 
doing these world tours, doing these, these USO bond selling tours all over the country to to raise money for the for the US effort in in Western Europe. He is getting dirty dicked down. He's getting he's laying yeah. pipe all over this great country of ours. Okay. All right. We on the yes. same page now. Um, good, 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 good. Um <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's harder. Uh, I'm gonna go with no. I don't think so. Wow. Yeah. I know, it's crazy. It's crazy okay. to see me come out and defend Captain America like this. But yeah, he, he he's totally a virgin. Well you're not defending him. You're 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 sort of de- um putting him down because you're mm-hmm. saying that he's he's not getting laid. But you're not saying by choice, are you? No, I'm saying it's by choice, yeah. But why would he not? Why would I'm not he, putting why him would down? He, I'm not putting him down. He, he's not in love with Peggy at this point. He hasn't had any, you know, sensual moments with her. He, he, he hasn't had any like you know close moments with her up to this point. He's he's, he's cap. Ninety nine percent of the time, he knows what's morally right. The one percent is when his friend kills his other friend's mom and doesn't. Yes, tell. yes, yeah, okay. But um, ninety nine percent of him, he knew in his heart. That he that Peggy was the one, yeah, well, well okay. the second of two, because uh, Bucky right. was there too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to I have to point out because you're you're so focused on the Bucky part, cat and the you know sacrifice you know that Iron Man I guess made a couple times or whatever. Cat uh, made it first. Cat made the ultimate sacrifice first by bringing down that plane full of uh, nuclear weapons, nuclear uh, missiles. He, he downed the plane. Very emotional moment at the end of Captain America, the first Avenger, where he's talking to Peggy and said, you know, I guess I'll have to put off that dance for a while, save me a spot, and then puts the plane down in the in the Antarctic, makes the ultimate sacrifice seven decades before Mr. Uh, Mr. Stark did it himself. Okay, so when Iron Man took the nuke out into space, yes. we'll say, I'll give you, now it's tied 1-1. Okay. Okay. And then... Uh, Iron Man risks his life, sacrifices himself to uh, undo Thanos' snap. Spoiler. Um, yeah. So now the score is 2-1. Iron Man's still better than Cap. Checkmate. <laughs> sure. Checkmate. Athe- checkmate atheist. Sure, if that's the only thing you want to you count by, then that's fine. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so any podcast you want to talk about this week? Uh, Ringer podcast. Multiple Ringer podcasts I've listened to this week. Have you listened to any... Any Ringer podcast? Or I any see you got one on, on this list right here, actually. Um, where, where'd it go? Uh, the the Connect. The Connect. Connect, yes. I listened to one, too. Well, some of one. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but it was between... Okay, well, you want to talk about what the, the Connect actually is? I figured yes. you'd get to it. Yes. Go ahead. So, so the Connect on their website, they say it's about Jason Concepcion and Sean Shea Serrano discuss two movies. Shea Serrano. The they connect them. Huh? Chase Serrano. He, he, Chase he goes Serrano. on the Scrubs podcast a lot. Oh, interesting. Yep. Um, each, episode of, each episode will focus on a theme. Uh, that theme can be anything from characters from similar mov- uh, movies, merciless mentors, and killer robots. They will then break down the connections of that main theme through a series of segments and games to share their love for not all these movies, but cinema and its themes as a whole. So, yeah. This week they so did... One, oh, you, you go ahead, go ahead. Nice sweater, knives out, and the, the big Lebowski. And every week, uh, they do this uh, this game, like they said, where they have to name uh, a theme or some sort of connecting connective tissue between the two. And that's probably my favorite part of the show. 
Uh, so is the theme nice sweaters? Yeah, the theme this week was nice sweaters, indeed. Okay. Okay. Hold they on, do have nice sweaters and knives out. Yeah. I don't. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. He was wearing. The dude was wearing one too. He had that. That looked comfy. Ah, yeah, that's a good point. Wouldn't have never made that connection. All right, the ones that I wa- uh, listened to, it was uh, 10 Things I Hate About You and uh, what the hell was the other one? <coughs> Sorry, I'm going off the top of my head. Sorry, what are you saying? Oh, you disappeared? I, yeah, I said, hold on. <laughs> I oh, see I things a lot. You can't on. hear me. Last yeah, week I was no, saying, yeah. let, on the last podcast I was saying, um, uh, what the hell was it? Uh, you you mispronounced something. What was it? I don't oh know. yeah, okay. I listened back and I heard that. Yeah, yeah. You, was, you were trying to correct me, and I was just talking right over yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had my um, cat was likes to do this thing where he he tries to open the cabinets and he tries to get it half open and starts banging on the cabinet door. Yeah, it's great. It's Same great feed thing. me asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm sorry. You, you were okay, so what something. I was saying. Oh yeah, that, that's the one. Um, uh, the one I listened to was Wedding Crashers and Ten Things yep. I Hate About You. Yeah, I listened to that as well. Oh, did you? Okay, so yep. you know what the uh, the connect was. Yes. Yeah. Asshole, Asshole boyfriends. boyfriends. Yep. <laughs> Which was absolutely true because yeah. I remember uh, the Bradley Cooper character. That was the yeah. first time I think I was introduced to his, his character. Too. I'm like, that dude is an asshole, but he yep. is hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> did you yep. ever watch 10 Things I Hate About You? I have not seen it, unfortunately, yet. They, it, it, what they were saying is absolutely true. You don't really, I, obviously, you didn't consider it when you were watching it, but Heath Ledger and uh, Julia Stiles absolutely yep. do act the shit out yep. of like everybody. Like they're, they're just like levels above. But yep. I, I had a huge crush on uh, her younger sister in, in the show. She, I, don't, I, I mean, that's kind of what they were going for, anyways, I guess. She was supposed to be the one that nobody. Was like super attractive. The the younger sister was like, "Oh my god, everybody loves her." Oh. But yeah, I, I I fell for it absolutely. I forget who she was. Yeah, I'm looking up my right here. Uh, Ten things. Um. So <clears throat> yeah, very good podcast. I like the the game they play where they have to come up with something, and they were like, "Wasn't was it that episode where there was like, yeah, there was water in the background, and the other guy was like, that's not a thing. You can't no buzz it out. Can't do it. Not allowed. <laughs> Don't allow that shit." They both said words. Yes. So you never, you, you said you never watched it, uh, 10 Things I Had About You, huh? Right, right. Uh, he had this hilarious uh, bit in it where he was talking about how he thinks 10 Things I Hate About You was the origin story for the Joker. Oh, yes. <laughs> True. Because <laughs> there's a part in it where like he was trying to uh, convince Heath Ledger's character to, to date uh, the older sister because... He wasn't able to go to the prom with the younger sister unless the older sister had a date. And they're in shop class and he has a power drill. And he just immediately starts drilling in front of him. And uh, uh, Joseph Gordon, whatever his, whatever yep. his name is, he holds his, he had his textbooks <laughs> up against his check, chest. Yes, yes. And he just starts drilling a hole into the books. Right. And it's just like, and he's smiling while he's doing it. And it was just like, that's attempted murder. Yes, it is. <laughs> if those books weren't there, this kid's dead. And he's just like not even, he's not even reacting. And uh, right. he just had all these other things where it's just kind of like, they went to a, a, a paintball field. And he's like, what is the thing you use when you're at a paintball field? Paint. What does the Joker paint him up, or put on his face? Face paint. Huh? Yep. 
Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, like yeah. I didn't see the connection there, but I'm I'm catching it. They should have yeah. did Joker and Ten Things I Hate About You. Would have had a, he would have had a great connect for it. Yeah. So the girl, the younger sister to um what is her name? Oh, I just had it. I'm sorry. Uh, the things I hate about you, uh, Julie Stiles' younger sister is played by, played by Larissa Olenek, who was in Allison Mack. Yes! Yes! Alex Mack. Yeah. I had a huge crush on Alex Mack. And it's yep. not weird because I was also 11 at the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so let's see. Larissa Olenek's big break came when she was eight. She had gotten the part of young Cosette in a production of Les Miserables. Her co-star was Ryder Strong. Ryder Strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hell of a name. Yes. Great name. One of the best names. Yep. Uh, let's see. What was I going to say? So, yeah. yeah very, good, very good podcast. podcast. I didn't really listen yeah. to a whole hell of a lot this week. No. Um, I'm just now realizing it was just a, it wasn't a podcast week for me, I guess. Right. Uh, big picture. Again, a lot of, a lot of the ringers. I'm, I'm getting deep, balls deep into the ringer podcast network shows. Um, Connect, we just talked about. Big picture did a theme this week, which was uh, garbage crime movies, which are, if you don't know what garbage crime movies are, it's movies <clears throat> from the last 10 or 12 years. Starring people like Liam Neeson, Denzel Washington, and Clive Owen. So think about things like the Transporter. Think think like things like the uh, not the Transporter. What was that train movie he was in? Liam Neeson, uh, the Passenger, I believe. What was it called? Something like that. Anyways, yeah, just just you know, um, White House Down, London Has Fallen, things like that. Things that are just trashy, bad action crime movies. 21 bridges. What has Denzel been in that that qualifies for this list? <clears throat> well, I just met, I just read off a few. <laughs> a couple. Well, I mean, those were ones that had Liam in it and the, the White House stuff was Clive Owen. Not, not Denzel, Clive. he's he was Denzel what, was it, was a Denzel movie? <clears throat> Denzel's trashy um action movies are things like um Two Guns, things like um what was he in? Sick. Two Guns is is trashy bad. You can enjoy. It. I'm not saying you can't enjoy it. I'm just saying it, it, it's garbage crime. The Equalizer. Are you gonna say Training Day was trashy bad? Huh? You gonna say Training Day was trashy bad? No, they didn't mention that one. That was not trashy bad. Um, oh yeah, that wasn't. American the Equal- Gangster. American Gangster Equalizer? is not trash. Okay. So hold on, hold Equalizer on. Equalizer two. Yes. Yeah. yeah hold, hold on. Hold <laughs> I'm on. looking now. I'm looking you have now. to make a distinction between these movies that you're rattling off. Two guns is is, okay. is garbage crime. Garbage crime. Equalizer is garbage crime. Uh, Magnificent Seven can probably be put in there because it's not a very good movie. Um, <clears throat> we're looking at things like Two Guns again. Out safe, of time. That's one. Safe House is a very good example of garbage crime. It's ha- ha- I'm looking a, now and I'm seeing that there were a lot of movies that yes in that could be qualified as trashy. Trashy, yeah. So, so, they, like they said on the show, time. they were saying things like you know um, the the pillars, the the um, elements, the biggest elements of a movie, of a, a good identifier, sorry, what I meant to say, a good identifier of a trashy bad movie can be in the title itself. It has, some, has you know, death, gun, uh, safe, death, or um, pain um, in the title, like safe house. You have a, you have a um, what is it called? The 
no one is safe. What is that called? Like the on the on the movie poster, you always have the title, and you also have the tagline. Tagline. Thank you. Tagline is always something pretty trashy and pretty generic. Um, like those like, two awful ones that I had for the uh, yes. cage match. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know, it's it's it's. I think you have to make a distinction between. <clears throat> Uh, like you said, garbage crime is not something that is universally loved. It's something that you go on Rotten Tomatoes, it's going to have probably 30, 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's never going to win, a, win an award. Um, it is uh, guilty, a guilty pleasure would probably be a good, right. good way to phrase it. Um, battle Battleship could be garbage crime. It's it's a big scope. It's giant, got a giant scope to it, but it, it's still not great. It's, it's, a, it's a bad movie. Garbage action. Garbage action. Garbage action. That's a good phrase. Yes, exactly. So it is It is a very specific, very um, very detailed, very uh, limited sort of um, genre of movie. But I think it's an interesting, uh, interesting thing to discuss. Yeah. I mean, uh, I tilted a little when you... Cause you you besmirched Denzel Washington's name. Well, I understand now it's not you. You weren't being rude, but right. when you had him in this category with these two other guys, I feel like all of Liam Neeson and all of Clyde Owen's movies are garbage crime. Uh, no, they're not at all. <laughs> really? No, 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 no. Like Clive Owen, like they said, like Clive Owen was the man in like two thousand five, two thousand and seven. He let me go through the list here. He was in. Uh, Sin City, Closer, King Arthur. I don't know. I haven't seen King Arthur. I don't know if it was good or not. And then Inside Man, 2006. 2006, also Children of Men. And then just this hard turn to garbage crime with Shoot Up the following year in 2007. Killer Elite in 2011. Again, that's a perfect name for a garbage crime movie. Killer Elite. It's like a, a Steven Seagal movie, basically. If you just picture like, you know, a Steven Seagal movie with an, a, a B-list or an A-list actor in it is a, is a really good um, distillation of what a garbage crime movie is. You just go through his 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 biography after t- 2007, Killer Elite, Intruders, Blood Ties, another great garbage crime title, Killer in Red, The Informer, just goes off a cliff really, really quickly. I mean... Uh- Another classification for garbage tr- crime, I think you, you focus on the keywords, if the cover art has him holding yes. a gun. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. <laughs> um, Gerard Butler is also a, a good example of a guy who went, who Not- pivoted from, uh, you know, pretty pretty great movies, pretty good movies, um, and then goes on this run. I actually run. meant huh? Gerard Butler. I actually meant Gerard Butler when I said Clive Owen. Oh, Okay. Um, I felt so you, like Gerard Butler could have been on this. Yeah. You have like Reign of Fire. He's in 2002. He's in the second Lara Croft movie. He's in Beowulf and Grendel. Law-abiding Wait. citizen. Oh, you're, you're doing the yeah, law. Okay, I get it. Yeah, he's in he's 300. 300. Great, Did you say great 300? movie. Yep. I'll still say I'll stand by that as a great movie. Um, yep. But like you said, law-abiding citizen then goes off a cliff after law-abiding citizen. Uh, Gods of Egypt, London has fallen. There, well, or was it uh, White House? Fallen. White House down. You know what it is? White House down. I keep for, I keep uh, mixing up White House down and Olympus has fallen. They came out the same year. 
That's one of those. White like, House down with uh, um, my name is Jeff. Say it again. My name is Jeff. <laughs> What's his <laughs> name? <laughs> White House down is Chan- Channing Tatum. Channing right? Tatum, yeah. My name is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that White House down and uh, 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 what was the movie I just literally said? White House down yes, and Olympus has fallen. Is the you know volcano and Dante's Peak of that year? I can't forget about the ugly truth. I mean, you can. You could really try to. <laughs> you <laughs> ever watch you it? Can. Rock and Rolla. He's in Rock and Roll in 2008. P.S. I Love You. He does all these like rom-com schlocky things along with Garbage Dracula Crime. 2000? Did you mention that? Yeah, Dracula 2000. Oh, boy. Do you remember Dracula 2000? He was Dracula in Dracula That's... 2000? I had no idea. That wow. soundtrack slaps, dude. It Okay. <laughs> I'm not even playing. That's a hell I'll die on. You got vitamin C. You got vitamin C, Johnny Lee Miller, Christopher Plummer, and Gerard Butler as the titular Dracula. Danny Masterson, Sean Tron Patrick Thomas, Omar Apps, Jennifer Esposito. Wow. Stellar cast. Shane West and Nathan Fillion. Jerry Ryan. Holy fuck. This is this is Dracula 2000 that we're talking about. If you can figure it out, holy fuck! Anyway, again, Dracula 2000 and um, what was the one with the soundtrack? Uh, Dance, uh, Village of the Damned. What was the Dracula movie? Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned. Thank Queen you. Queen of the Damned. That soundtrack slapped as well. Sure. Let me I'll... tell you. You want to hear the Dracula one real quick? Had yes. Power Man 5000. Go ahead. Disturbed Slayer. System of a Down. Monster Magnet, Marilyn Manson, Linkin Park, Pantera, Static X, Head PE, Taproot, uh, and maybe uh, Sliva, and then there was Endo, Flybanger, and Half Cock. <laughs> but I mean, that is pretty loaded. It's a loaded. That's so. like that's like prime two thousand right there. Yeah, exactly. That is well, <clears throat> that is two thousand. I'll say two thousand. That is two thousand new metal. If you want some two thousand new metal, get Dracula two thousand soundtrack or. Uh, Queen of the Dam soundtrack, and you will just you'll have them all right there. That'd be incredible. You don't need anything else. A great time. Yep. You don't you don't need what was it? What were those? Um, now now this is what I call music. You don't need to get the now. This is what I call metal. Music, yeah. You just get Dracula 2000 soundtrack. Absolutely. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Let me see. I thought there was some other. Let me just make sure. Yeah. The the. The Ringer, great, great uh, podcast network. Got the Connect, Big Picture, Binge Mode, and the Rewatchables. Fantastic podcast. Yep. Network. Uh, Sometimes, I mean, I don't have enough. Yeah. I, I know you do. I don't always have enough time to uh, yeah. check out all the podcasts. I mean, I'll listen to Bill Simmons every time he puts one out. Right. Um. Sometimes I'll check out the Rewatchables if it's a movie that I'm actually interested in. Yeah. But um, or that I've seen, so I actually know what he's talking about. Yeah, but yeah, his um, his sports podcast can go anywhere from like an hour to hour and a half to about two and a half hours. So yeah, I'll get to a point when I'm a little bit cooked, and it's like, all right, well, I think I need to stop with the podcast. I know you can go for hours. Oh yeah, I mean I have hours, to. But at these twelve hour shifts, I'm literally just watching the machine do its thing, and I have no <clears throat> no reason to intervene on anything for like two hours. So I'll crank out like you know two or three. 
at 1.5 speed. I'm start, I'm cranking it up a little bit. I got some of them at 1.7. That's nuts. Some people talk way wow. too slow for 1.5 even. Yeah, it works. Again, my brain just works faster it, than yours, so unfortunately. I, it must be because I get to a point too where it's like I'll be listening <laughs> to a podcast yeah. and I'll start checking something out on my phone and I'll be yeah. like, I don't even know what the fuck they just said. Right. I've lost track. Where, <laughs> where are we in this conversation? Yeah. So it's like I can't multitask. I can barely listen well enough to one person without doing anything else. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's, it's, there's a point where it's just kind of like, all right, I need to take a break. There's my brain is having information overload to the point where it no longer cares if somebody is speaking right into my face. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not processing anything. Time for a timeout. Timeout. So I have not just uh, the sped up effect, I also have a uh, trim silence playback effect. And it says on there that because of the, the trim silence uh, playback effect, I've saved 16 days, 49 minutes, and five seconds. <laughs> Just, That's absurd. It is absurd. Like it's not, like like a reverse counter. Like <laughs> It probably made you feel good. You're like, wow, I got 16 days of my life back. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like a reverse counter. Like when we have those, when you're playing like an online game and you, you go like uh, all time or something like yeah. that, and it tells you the amount of time that you've played the game for. And it's like... I had Final Fantasy XI on for like an entire year. I know that's probably nothing compared to what you had, but it, it literally said one year and then like X amount of days, weeks, and it's just like, holy crap, this game has been on my television <laughs> for like a year. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Have you actually... So eventually the uh, the voices, they, they, they sound normal to you, obviously, because you yes. keep bumping it up. Yes. But then like say they play a song in in the pod and then you hear the song and it's going super fast yeah 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 yeah. shit this is this is where i'm at now like i feel you feel like kind of like evolved human because i'm only (laughs) at 1.25 yeah and uh i've gotten used to the voice they don't sound like they're going any faster than they were but then they'll play like their theme song yeah i'll hear pearl jam and it's just like whoa that's actually faster like yeah i can process words faster now question mark (laughs) am i a superhero Yeah, we're evolving. I'm telling you, like I am pushing our species forward by listening to podcasts at 1.75 speed. And you can think 1. of me later. 1.75 is insane, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Now I just need to. So what do you like when you hear a song and it's going 1.75? You're like, yeah. oh, like it jolts you, right? Yeah. The, um, what podcast is it? It's one of the, um, where is it? The, the music sound, the music podcast that, uh, last podcast does, um, no dogs in space. Uh, they did oh, yeah. Joy Division this week. There, Joy Division. I looked this up, and I was I wanted to uh, check out the library before they went into it because I I haven't really ever heard Joy Division before, and they only had like two albums, and it, and it is very like uh, is it's not your jam, not not really my jam either. No, it's very uh, ethereal, very ambient, ambiancey sort of sounding. Very uh, have you ever heard the Cure or the Smiths? They're very similar to uh-huh. to stuff like that. So, not my jam at all. But I went back and uh, listened to it on Spotify. They only have two albums, so I just went through both of those real quick. And then you, you are absolutely right; like the uh, they'll they'll play clips from their songs and from bands that influence them. And playing the podcast at one point five speed it doesn't get it gets sort of absurd uh, with their music, but especially with stuff like Dead Kennedys that is already yeah. very very fast. Yeah, you bringing that up, I was thinking about it. It's like what you said; it's already very fast, and there's a lot of like crash on it and everything so uh, at some point it just has to sound like someone like has like a a pan next to your head it's going ting 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 ting." (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so 
Yeah, uh, moving on. Going a little bit long here, but I want to mention uh, Riddle. I heard on Riddle, uh, Hey Riddle Riddle this week. <clears throat> very right. basic pot, very basic uh, riddle. You can figure this out very quickly. Uh, you might be able to. So the riddle is, George is Rita's son. Rita is George's blank. What is Rita to George? George is Rita's son. Yep. That would have to mean Rita is George's parent. Well, mother, yes, but you, yeah, you got it. <laughs> it's one of those where it's like, it's so obvious. You think, uh, that obvious, the obvious answer can't be the right answer. So maybe let me, uh, look for the, um, <clears throat> let me look for the zebra. There's this. Yeah. The only reason why this seems so obvious is because there were no other clues. There wasn't anything kind of misleading yeah. about it. Yeah. Like I, like I could be like, uh, Rita is George's father. Right. <laughs> Uncle? You don't know. Aunt? What? Hey, hey. Well, I mean, you said it's a son, so it's either mother or father. And you would right. assume that because the name's Rita, it would be a mother. But yes. no, it'd be, be like, no, it's it's actually his father. Uh his name's Rita. Yes. Okay. Let me um let me plop in a, a movie I saw last night, which uh has to do with uh mothers and sons. It's called Incendies. It is uh, Denis Villeneuve's first, one of his first movies. He's the director of Blade Runner 2049, Prisoners, Enemy. Uh, I believe he does, he's done some other movies, but I watched his, one of his first movies last night. And <clears throat> the reason I bring it up right after that, that riddle is because uh, it's got a pretty big twist in it. So will you, do you think I can talk about this? Do you think you'll watch this movie? Uh, no, go for it. Sure. So Incendies. Spoilers incoming. Spoilers incoming in three, two, one. Uh, let me look up the actual um, incendies. The uh, what do you call it? the summary on IMDb real quick? Incendies. Professional would have had this pulled up already. Yeah, <coughs> you, did, you even did the countdown like spoilers in three, two, one, and yeah. then you had nothing prepared. <laughs> so the summary <laughs> of this movie is: Twins journey to the Middle East to discover their family history and fulfill their mother's last wishes. So the the uh, plot of this is that uh, the the twins' mother <clears throat> is dying; she had a stroke, and she gave them a will. And in her will, the mother asked her twins to find their brother and their father. And so they have to go to the Middle East to find their brother and father. And in their in their research, they discover that their brother is their father. The way this worked was their 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 half brother, technically their half brother is their father. The, the reason for that is their mother was a political revolutionary, a political um uh, uh what do you call that? Uh what am I? The uh, radical. She's a political radical. She murdered the, one the a right wing leader in her country like 20 years ago. And um, actually, before she did that, she had a son uh, out of of wedlock. So her family disowned the baby, gave the baby away. Um, uh, Let's say, what was it? Must have been 15, 20 years before that. And then later on, she becomes a a revolutionary, kills the right-wing leader, gets locked up and tortured in this torture facility. The, uh, The guard that's guarding her beats her, rapes her, impregnates her that that impregnation led to the twins that are now doing the investigation to find the the, the father and their brother <clears throat> the problem is the guard that was that was raping her in the jail cell was her son so her son Whoa. raped her and and so not only was it a a twins born out of incest it was also born out of rape which was uh super Whoa. disturbing to to realize yeah 
So, yeah. Uh, that came from someone's head. That came from, from someone's head, exactly, <laughs> like we always talk about. <laughs> I want to make, make that a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, it came from someone's head, exactly. This was exactly. someone's idea. Um, real quick, I watched another fucked up movie called Martyrs. This is a movie from 2009. It, it came out of this so-called uh, Italian uh, horror renaissance that was in the mid to late 2000s. Um, this movie is about uh, this girl who was uh, kidnapped and tortured, and she escaped. And then years later, she goes back to seek revenge on her torturers. And her friend um, that, that joins her in her revenge plot gets kidnapped by these by the same people, basically, it was a uh, the, the the people that kidnapped her was it was just a normal family, uh, mother and father. They had, they have some kids. They all get murdered at the, at the very beginning of the movie. But then you realize that they are just one one link in this giant organization that makes their um, that that their plot that their main goal is to martyr people in order for them to tell them what the other side looks like. That like they're supposed to tell them what death looks like, basically. So this woman that is the product of this torture, they, they flay her alive. They skin her alive at the end and they, <clears throat> she, she is kept, she stays alive because she, she's what, you know, the, the only person so far that hasn't, has had enough, um, you know, willpower to stay alive throughout the, the process of being flayed. And she whispers in the head woman's ear what she sees and the woman's eyes go wide. She backs up and blows her brains out and tells, well, before she kills herself, she tells her uh, like second in command, she's like, do you want it? Have you ever thought about what's in the afterlife? And he's like, no, I haven't. She's like, keep doubting. And she blows her head off. So yeah, pretty fucked up movie called Martyrs. Wait, uh, hold up. Yes. Keep, yes. Keep yes. Did she, she had to realize that if she killed herself, then she was going to be, she would go to the afterlife, right? She basically, what, what so what somebody, I, I looked this up like later on the, you know, explain the ending to me. And somebody said basically that the thing that she had whispered in her ear made it so that she, like the whole life, her whole life's work was to discover what's after this life. And whatever she heard made her suicidal. And she knew that if she told, like there was this whole gathering at, at this facility and her, her assistant told everyone, okay, everyone, you're going to hear in a second what is you know, in the afterlife. And then the woman tells him, no, 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 I'm not going to tell them anything. I can't. Well, she didn't say this, but basically by killing herself, she told them this, that if she tells everyone what is what comes next, nobody's going to want to live. She, if she says what the woman told her, she's going to cause a mass panic and mass suicide. So to prevent that, she killed herself instead. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So it's basically Maybe like- Maybe she just wanted to get there faster. Huh? Maybe she just wanted to get there faster. Maybe. It could be. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> i don't know sweet boom the good 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 uh analysis or, or something nice take nice good take. good take nice take um nice. real quick a couple more things i got some criterion 4k blu-rays for my my 4k tv um there is definitely a difference i'm i'm sort of mourning the loss of of my not not just my collection of uh physical media but just physical media in general because I didn't realize this, how much different a 4K Blu-ray can look on a 4K TV as opposed to 4K streaming. Like I've, I've watched some things that are streaming in 4K, which isn't that much right now. Um, Netflix and other streaming services have a couple of things that are in UHD and in 4K um, quality, but it still doesn't match the quality of a Blu-ray, I, I just realized. So 
I watched um, Night of the Living Dead. I never saw it before from 1968. It's very good. George Romero's first first zombie movie ever. Uh, it was very good. I also watched uh, Sons of the Lambs in 4K. Still a fucking great movie. Um, and I watched Thief from 1986, directed by Michael Mann. Uh, it's very good. Very, very good. Um, have you seen, you've seen Sounds of so, the correct? Yeah, I was about to say, so well, on 4K, how did it look when he was saying how he wanted the, the fava beans? <laughs> Unless you're going to say, how does his, uh, how does his, um, waist look? How do the guy's, um, genitals look being tucked back? As he backs up in front of the camera, <laughs> you see every every uh, pubis. That's the part you want to share. How did his <laughs> How did his pubis mound look in 4K? Yeah, it looks pretty good actually. <laughs> um, I didn't. Oh, there's God. a couple things I didn't realize, which is that at the very beginning of this movie, well, near the beginning, when Clarice first interviews Lecter, um, he basically doesn't give her much to work on. Um, he, she, she asked him for information and she, he basically says, you know, I have nothing to give you. And as she's leaving, she's leaving the facility and one of the crazy people next door to his cell and the cell next to his is, is butt ass naked jerking off in the corner. And as she leaves, she looks at him and he throws his semen at her and flings it at her face. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't remember this part at all. Oh, no. <laughs> you remember that part? In 4k, it was yeah. incredible. In 4k, it was, it was amazing. You see all the... <laughs> Just, just brilliantly lit up. Just the, the the droplets of semen were, were immaculately displayed in 4K. Yeah, <laughs> sploosh. the sploosh, the ropes. He was the ropes no, he was like shooting splat. was amazing. I <laughs> uh, got oh, got, no. got some of that yum nut in her face. Um, yum nut. Yum nice. nut. Yeah, it's very good. Still a great movie. Um, then a couple things I'm gonna rattle off real quick. Uh, Haunt is a movie from 2019. I would say 2018. It's another one of these um, adults looking for extreme haunted houses, and they find it, and it doesn't go well. Uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow, I give a 6 out of 10. The acting was atrocious. This guy named Jim Cummings wrote and directed and starred in this movie. I think he should have not starred in this movie. He's not a great actor. Really dragged the whole thing down, so I give that a 6 out of 10. And then I watched this. Tickled me. Huh? There was a haunted house, and it did not go well. It did not go well. Yep. Uh, and then you just moved on. That was brilliant. Amazing. <laughs> well, we're running long here, so I'm trying to cut these down a little bit. Um, let's see. You recommended Sinister to me a little while ago, directed by Scott Derrickson, who directed Doctor Strange. Uh, you can see the influences from Which that. Which was recommended to me by Aldo. Huh? Which was re- recommended to me by Aldo. Oh, okay. So that's cool. Very, very good movie. He nominated it on the... Huh? Uh, the Halloween list that we did. The, oh yeah, the bracket. Yeah, yep. I guess I, I I thought I had seen this movie, but I guess I haven't. I've never seen this movie before. Yeah, um, I feel like once you watch it, you're like, yeah, I definitely haven't watched this movie. No, it is very good. I would remember this. It's very good. Um, yeah, Ethan Hawke is very. Did you, did you, yeah. Did you like the uh, the use of the home videos? Yeah, I, I thought that was really. Yeah, any, crazy. Anything I, where you have just an image that that. You're watching over and over again, and any any difference in it, you're going to notice right away. So you notice the, <clears throat> I forgot the name of the demon in it, but you definitely notice his face in in certain corners of the screen, certain certain in the background and the leaves and stuff. Yep. So yeah, it was very well done. Yep. Yeah, I watched this uh, a little bit after. Uh, I got I've got old, uh, high eight tapes of um, 
backyard wrestling oh. and stuff like that. So every now and then I'm downstairs and I'm checking them out and just, you know, just having fun with it. And it's like after having done that and then watching that movie is kind of like, yeah, frick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to see that guy's face underneath the, the trampoline one of these times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So real quick, you recorded uh, wrestling in what, 2000, 19, 99, 2000? Um, no, later than that. I'd yeah. say it was probably like um, 05, 06. So when you say Super 8, yeah. you don't mean reels. You mean like the tape itself, like the square tape. Oh, it was a high eight. Isn't it? High eight, right. What they call it. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's yeah, not real. So it was, not, it was on a tape, a video yeah. recorder. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. wondering, like, you had a. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't have, like, one of those old timey cameras yeah. going there. Someone was cranking it while I was. We were, we were like, yeah. <laughs> black and white. I can only watch it in black and white. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> a couple more here. Sleepaway Camp from 1980. I don't know, seven. I don't have the year here. Uh, actually, have it written down. Sleep away camp. Another, I have another a couple here that I didn't write down, or I did write down. Uh, sleep away camp. Did I not put it in here? Holy shit! I didn't write it down. I'm in my big, my big old list. My big old list of movies I watched this year. Did not even put it in there. Uh, sleep away camp for let's say from '86 uh, has a iconic ending to this again. Spoilers in three. Two, one, the killer is, um, I don't know if you'd call it, what do you call it in 2020, a trans person, but uh, it is a male, male boy, was a survivor of a boat wreck 20 years ago or 15 years ago. And then his, um, the aunt he goes to live with makes him wear woman's clothing, girl's clothing. And so um, this person goes to camp, starts murdering all their fellow campers. And at the end, there's this uh, sort of iconic pose that they are in where you discover that it's in fact a boy the entire time let me uh hmm. try to pull it up here because this is kind of creepy Last it didn't end with him jacking off in the corner and throwing his semen did it <laughs> no 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 <laughs> so let me uh it's right here it's a very disturbing uh sound oh i love that they're making sounds. and the face that she's making very disturbing face. She's making. She's just like a mirror. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. That, that, is she normal? Is this one normal? She is She's a normal, normal normal person, but yeah, the face and the posture. Why do they look alike? Huh? Why Why do they look alike? This this chick right here and uh -huh. the, the screaming thing look alike. Are they the same people? They're not the same person. No, see? She, this person, yeah. That looks like her, though. Looks like who? Uh, the screaming chick. She is the screaming chick. Not the one that was. Hmm. She is the screaming chick. Yeah, she is. So you got these two, right? Okay, keep going. Oh, okay, so that is her. Okay, okay. That yes. one. That Who's one. She? Yeah, that's she, her. She's the murderer. That, that's him. That's the boy. Yeah, he. It's a boy. Yes, but it was made made up to look like a girl. Okay, all right. They're going back and forth to 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 jog your memory now, right? So that you're saying this, this is the big the two. The, this is the big reveal. The big reveal is that the girl was a boy. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> this could so, be yeah. a thing. You just show me the end uh -huh. of. You just show me the ends of movies. This could be a thing, and I I just completely out of context try to get. The, the whole idea of what was going on in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. 
Um, again, I watched. Sorry, I keep adding things to the list here. Um, Adam's Family. Watched uh, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values. Again, like the great the jokes. <laughs> yeah, the great movies. Um, the jokes from back then. I didn't. I didn't get until now. They're all very funny. Um, Gomez is my dude. Gomez is fucking awesome. What you show? Miramore. Yeah, fucking great. <laughs> Sherry. Sherry, Sherry. <laughs> yep. That dance scene in, in the uh in the restaurant they're in, that whole dance scene is fucking yep. great. Yep. Great movie. <coughs> so uh, American Utopia is basically a twenty twenty version of uh the Talking Heads Stop Making Sense from nineteen eighty seven, I wanna say, or eighty eight. Um definitely check that out. That's on uh HBO Max. If you have HBO subscribed to that, you can see that. It's very good. I watched a horror movie called The Dark and the Wicked. This is from the same director as The Strangers. So I know you're a big fan of The Strangers or fan fan in quotation marks. Super big fan. Yeah. <laughs> in quotation marks, right? So I mean it, I I don't remember that movie vividly and it haunts my dreams and I still to this day. Yeah. Brian Brian Bartino, the director of The Strangers, directed this um in twenty twenty, starring Marin Ireland and Michael Abbott. Um, they are brother and sister and they go home to take care of their dying father <clears throat> and weird shit starts happening as per usual. Um, can I talk about this? You're going to watch this or no? Nope. Nope. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> so Brian, the mother, the, uh, sorry, the, the brother and sister take care of their, their dying father and the, the, the mother is kills herself at the very near the beginning. She cuts off her fingers, hang herself in the, um, in the shed, not a shed. What do you what do you call that? The uh, the barn. She goes hang yourself in the barn. Um, and then the daughter starts seeing weird shit. So you assume it's one of these like, okay, the mother had a mental illness and is and is going down to the daughter. But then the son starts the the brother starts seeing weird shit too. So now and then also a priest starts seeing weird shit and the the uh, the uncle the 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 dying father's uh, brother starts seeing weird shit. He kills himself. Um, everybody, basically everyone that comes in contact with this house and the father and goes into the room with the father <clears throat> ends up killing themselves. Um, one of the most disturbing, uh, endings, final scenes, final, final images I've seen in a long time. So the brother leaves, says, I'm, fu- I'm fucking done with this shit. Makes the smart move, right? That you don't ever see in horror movies, yep. which is, le- you know, just basically takes a shit and leaves. Very smart move, right? Yes. So he leaves, go back, goes back home, sees his two daughters and and wife are dead. The, either the wife killed herself or and killed the, the the daughters or everyone killed themselves. So he sees this, walks into the kitchen, sees the scene, cuts his own throat, uh, walks over to the sink, die is 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 dying, and then he blinks his eyes. Nothing, none, none of that was real. He made he he hallucinated all of that, and then you see the mother. And the actual daughters come into the room and see the 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 husband slash father de- dead in the floor. So that was not the end scene, but one of the most disturbing scenes uh, of that movie. And then basically ends with the 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 sister, the daughter, or the you know the the, the main character <clears throat> surviving until the end. And you just see this this quick shot of the father sitting up and biting her in the face. So God, yeah, yeah, yep. So uh, that's more effed up than the uh, the, the strangers. I, I think so. I think it has it has yeah. they both have very good dread building of dread, very good scene setting, very good um ambiance. 
It is it is a modern <sighs> is it it is a Ugh. modern sort of uh modern tale in the country. But uh yeah, has has a lot of these movies that I'm watching now have have kind of a sheen to it that I feel like is too good, you know what I mean? Like if you're watching a movie and you can it's it's lit very well and the camera is a high quality camera and has high quality, you know, background scenes and it just you know what I mean? You know what I mean by looking too good? It just looks too yeah. shiny. Yeah, I think they're using this camera called the Alexa, which is this like million dollar camera that that people use like um Roger Deakins used on 1917. I think people are getting their hands on like the, these prosumer uh cameras, cameras and camera lenses that just make a movie that that like this that should be using, you know, a lower quality camera. And like and and it just looks too good. I don't know how how other to describe it. Other than that, just the the environment that they're shooting in and the the story they're trying to tell is too small and too um, intimate to be using a high quality camera like that. If that makes any sense. No, that makes sense. I get it. Yeah. Uh, lastly, huh? Nope. No. What? Didn't say nothing. Okay. <laughs> 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 I keep having. I think there's a there's a bug here where when I'm when I'm talking, I think it goes to, I, as I'm talking right now. You're your little Iron Man thing is lighting up. So there's some some sort of wires crossing where if I'm talking, it's going through your uh, your input as well. So you have to figure out figure that you out. You might at some be point. getting huh? my nose breathing. Could be. You might be getting my nose breathing. Could be my, my, my mouth breathing actually. Yeah, you're a mouth. I'm a, I'm a mouth breather. You are. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I'll move on to what I was listening to, which is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, which is one. Hold on, I, I've been watching something. You've been watching something. Okay. You gonna ask me if I've been watching something? You watched Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, didn't you? I have, but that's that was not what I was going for. Okay, what were you going for? <laughs> I I jumped back into Raised by Wolves. Oh, nice, nice, nice. How was that? The the Ridley Scott, uh, he executive produced by Ridley Scott. He, he directed the first two episodes, but he's been is a sci-fi stuff, uh, androids and trying to raise kids on um, Kepler. Uh, 22B. I think that's the planet. I don't know. The Earth look alike. Or the 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 uh, the the. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, so she's still crazy. She's the the, the power she got is like is nuts. I, it never gets old seeing her vaporize people with screams. <laughs> uh, but it's 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 very interesting. I'm not gonna spoil too much because uh, I'm sure people are watching this. Uh, or, uh Actually, I took a break, so maybe everybody's done by now. Either way, uh, business is picking up. Uh, religion is—it's funny when you're you're watching something and it's like you got this non-believer uh, in in your ranks, and then something happens, and they're just like, "Oh shit!" Like, like the 180 you can trick yourself into doing uh, the the shit you can believe when when you're you're against the wall and everything like that. It's just it's always fascinating to watch. Um, and it's a you're learning more about the android and things that you thought were happening it's actually not that at all and it's it's all by design and i i'm enjoying it and i'm looking forward to seeing how the first season concludes because the second season is i think coming out eventually close sometime close maybe probably next year 
I encourage everyone to check it out if you're uh, into sci-fi stuff because fantastic. Basically, you you your basic sci-fi stuff with with a little bit of a twist. Nice. That's on HBO Max. Is that where that is? HBO Max. And, and, and recently, they just they had an update for Roku's yeah. where I can airdrop, so I can finally watch HBO Max on my television. And I don't have to just sit there and watch my phone the whole time. Do uh, because HBO Max was like uh, Roku was trying to strike a deal with them, and or maybe the other way around, and they weren't getting enough money. Uh, Fire Sticks too, I think HBO Max. There, you, you can't use that app on their device, but now you can AirDrop from your iPhone gotcha. to Roku, and it works now. So, a lot of, that's cool. Is there a lot of bu- iPhones been pumping out a lot of updates that I, I'm actually. I'm on board with they. They got like picture in picture. Now you can like minimize the uh, what you're watching, and you can still do shit while you're watching the show. It's cool, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um, is there like I, I'm assuming you're not as much of a visual buff as I am? Uh, is there a lot of buffering between you're, you're sending it from your from your phone, then you're sending it to your yeah. Roku, and then the Roku has a process that as well. So you would think there'd be a lot of Buffering? Is there a lot of buffering in there? Yeah, it would piss you off. Uh, it's not so much buffering, but uh, when it's when it's sharp, it's sharp. You can tell. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. What will actually happen is it'll just kind of freeze, uh-huh. and sometimes it'll kind of stop, and then it'll like fast forward to the point. So it's got that going for it, mm. which is infuriating. But as far as detail wise, while I haven't had the pleasure <laughs> of watching a 4K yeah. video with you, yeah. Um, <laughs> it looks fine to me, yeah. but it's probably the equivalent of eye sodomy for you. Probably would know. be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's cool. Uh, how many episodes are there and what what are they up to? I'm guessing 10 yep. and I'm at seven. And season two isn't out yet, I don't believe. Let me see. Where's uh, my rules episodes? Uh, seems to be six, you're saying? Well, it is up to six right now. I'm I'm at seven, and there's ten episodes in the first season. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. That's cool. Um, anything else you've been watching this week? No. No. Sure. You don't want to. You want to. Watch- well, I actually. Oh, well, no, no. I did. I watched. Uh, we watched Harry Potter. We watched it with the kids. Wanna, yeah, I want to tease next week's uh, cage match. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you watched yeah. it with the kids. That's interesting. Next- what did they think? Yeah. So, so he said cage match, but we got Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Harry Potter number one going up against. Going up against uh, the, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship yep. of the Rings. Uh, that should be a fun matchup. Should be, yes. Tune in next week. Tune in. Listen to it. Yes. Uh, kid, uh, Ryan, <laughs> they, they had the, the, these funny moments where uh, Kara was like, there's, there's nothing crazy that goes on in this, right? And I'm like, yeah, they should be able to handle it. I'm like, there are some parts where it's like, ah. I was like, this might be a little troubling. Like, there's a part where uh, uh, Voldemort is eating on a unicorn. And I'm like, well, that could be kind of graphic for a six-year-old. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, there were parts, uh, my six-year-old doesn't like dogs. And I was like, hey, James, check this thing out. <laughs> <laughs> and they got, uh, Hagrid's got this three-headed dog, this Cerberus yep. guarding a door yep. called Fluffy. And uh, I'm, there were parts in the movie where I, I, I've watched this all before. I've watched all the Harry Potters. And oh. I would turn around and look at him. And I would just stare at him and watch his reaction. And his <laughs> eyes at that point were like as wide as they could get. Right. And he's just like 
locked in fear, like check, like watching TV. Like usually when he sees something he doesn't like or it makes him uncomfortable, yeah. he'll, he'll tilt his head down and he'll like kind of peek up. You know, it's just like a kid's hiding his face or whatever. But he could not look away from the Cerberus, <laughs> coming from Fluffy. <laughs> I started cracking up. I'm like pointing the camera. I was like, look, look it up, look it up. Look it up. He's so scared. <laughs> so there were parts in there that yeah. he was afraid of, but yeah. uh, he thought a lot was pretty fun. That's cool. uh, obviously, you deal with wizards and magic and funky stuff, so uh, he, might, he might be still too young to fully appreciate it, but I think it, it, it's good for him. Yeah. He kind of... He can be a little bit of a, a wimp sometimes. Right. It's cute. It's adorable. Yep. But yeah, Harry Potter will tough him up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you think on the rewatch? Just give us your... Uh... Oh, man. Um, I guess not to spoil too much. Yeah. The, the the acting, I, I suppose, isn't as uh, great as right. I, I, I once... Well, as I can remember. And when I say great, I wouldn't say really great. Um, this version of Dumbledore... Dumbledore. <laughs> uh, Dumbledore, uh, I guess, was kind of boring. Uh, I know people kind of love him and everything, but I really like the second Dumbledore yeah. better. Rest in peace, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, and children, I mean, you can you can tell it's children acting. So that that kind of it's just like these there's these pauses, and it's just like it almost feels like what's my line and. Yeah. They just kind of like had to keep the camera on them. It's just like, all right, you'll get it right eventually. And then they just kind of spliced it together in some scenes. But you can definitely tell the movie's a little dated. Uh, ultimately, though, I, I still like the story. Uh, I, I used to shit on Harry Potter so much. <laughs> and uh, then I actually took the time to read the books. Well, the books are actually so much better than the movies. But I don't think the movies do it any kind of disservice. But then I, I I started to appreciate the movies later on, and as you get further into the series, it gets darker. And um, while this one, I, it's just it's it's very like it's the introduction to the series, and uh, it's it, it's good for what it, it sets up. But I definitely like the the later ones better yeah. than this. Yeah, um, I have not watched any of the, the well. I've watched all the Harry Potters. I haven't read the books. Um, I read the book, the first one, uh, a few days ago to get. Get ready for this for the movie. Uh, rewatch the movie. Very good. Still, um, I have a couple of notes here not to spoil much, but I, like you said, the acting of the kids isn't great. But uh, Hermione is definitely head and shoulders above the other two, I believe. Thank you. Yes, I said the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it is the it, Carrie was like, she's not this much of a know-it-all through the whole thing, is she? I'm like, buckle in, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's two things. I think it's the character of Hermione being a, being one of the most competent. Uh, wizards of the three and all of Hogwarts in general, but also it's probably you know a little bit of uh, Emma Wat or yeah Emma Watson, not Emily Watson, right? Emma Watson, yeah, Emma Watson, Emma Watson being a better actor than the other two. I think that has something to do with yeah. it. So she's adorable. She's great. Like I don't know. Just, every time that she's just got like the the face, the, like the eyes that just kind of like light up whatever yeah. scene she's yeah. in. Yeah, she's very good. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. I like the book a lot, but like you said, the book is goes into much more detail than than the uh, the movie. But I like them both uh, probably equally. So equally, yeah. Okay. I guess that answers the question. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I used to shit on the books a lot, and then I actually read the books, uh, and I was like, oh, these are actually pretty dope. And um, yeah, you're right. I think for for at this point. The book and the first movie don't really 
get too wildly different from each other. But there's there's definitely you can see the edge later on in the movies, but you can when you're reading the books, I think the books do it a, a, a lot more justice. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Just telling the story yeah. and just getting 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 an older audience. I, I definitely I'll I'll say I I underestimated the books yeah. a lot and uh, I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been yeah. I've been shown the light. Yeah. The, the the author notwithstanding her her political views notwithstanding the books and movies are still very good sure yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah look forward to movie cage match uh, the the fan- final fantasy fantasy spectacular Monday the twenty third <laughs> next Monday this should drop then record it this Saturday uh, one more thing before we go I have a, a trailer here for a movie called Wild Mountain Time Time spe- spelt T-H-Y-M-E. This is a movie that's supposed to be coming like out in 2020. Could be probably on, on digital, on demand, all that stuff. <clears throat> Starring Emily Blunt and Jamie Dornan. And uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, who's the... Uh, Christopher Walken. So I'm off the, off, off the top... Walken. Yeah, off the top of my head, I'm going to say none of these people are Irish. And the reason I... So the reason I wanted to show this trailer is that they all have... Uh, varying degrees of an Irish accent. So you be the judge if you like them or not, if they're close or not. For the trailer. Welcome to Ireland. Once upon a time, right. there were two farms. The Muldoon farm where Rosemary lived, and right down the road was my farm where my son Anthony asked his lonely question of the stars. Why did you make me so? Rosemary Muldoon. Yeah! it with love. There's these green fields, and there's us. Whatever that is, it holds me here. Oh, and he says those things. It's not normal. I don't care. You take after John Kelly, and that man was mad as the full moon. Drowned himself. He fell in. He had a rock tied to his neck. Rosemary, we're known to each other quite the while now. Would you marry me? <laughs> Are you going to leave the farm to Anthony? I don't see a clear path. From where to where? From me to you. My cousin is coming. Really? It's the finest car I've ever seen. Get out from the farm to an American. I'm waiting for that one. What are you waiting for? Me, I don't wait. I do like that. You should come to New York sometime. Anthony will never marry. If it comes to that, I'll freeze my eggs. You should freeze your whole body if you're waiting for that one. Will you call <laughs> us ego? We ever had a dream since you were a child, and you couldn't let it go. So you put this gate between us. Has your dream made you happy or miserable? It was he that kissed me. That's what's got him worked up. I don't understand you people. He kissed me. You kiss him. Just he kissed you. It was him. Half of Ireland, just not me. Jimmy Dornan, John Ham, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. <laughs> not great. Christopher Walken just sounds like Christopher Walken. Yeah. Well, he's trying to put on an Irish accent. You can hear it at the beginning. I can hear, yeah. He's trying, but... 
I believe that it is. So, let's see. Let me go back here. Welcome to Ireland. Welcome to Ireland. What's up? No, he's not even trying. Maldoon Farm. He's like. I was going to say, some are going a little harder than the others. Yeah, struggling with that accent. The Maldoon Farm. Something, I don't mm. know. It's close, I guess. I don't know. You had a rock around its neck. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear your Irish. Give me an Irish. Uh, let's put another shrimp on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> My Irish. Let's see. Uh, uh, man, I'm putting <laughs> in the spot. Uh, shoot. What would I Irish <laughs> Give me a phrase. Uh, the shamrock. The shiny Let shamrock. Me. The shiny the shamrock shake. The McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, that's me lucky charms. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 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 That's good. Yeah, don't take me lucky charms. Stars are horses and covers. Shop it up balloons. Yeah. Stars are horseshoes. Horses, horses, and balloons. Yep. Something. <laughs> anyway, so I think that brings us to another end of the successful uh Can I say something podcast number ninety three. How'd you feel about that one, buddy? Feeling good? I, that was, that was yeah, it. we went long. That was a something. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was something. Definitely had our tangents. <laughs> so, check out uh, Movie Cage Match this week, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, if you're into that. The Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Combat. You can hear Carrie talk about the, the torturous four-hour version that, I, that they were forced to watch. I'm actually going to check it out. We we had, uh, our schedules don't really mesh up, and she's already watched Lord of the Rings, so I need to watch that version and uh she's like enjoy those four hours i didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that'll probably be most of the podcast that you're just being like it was four hours how'd you, how'd you like the movie it was four hours yeah but what about the act it was four hours okay but what about the, the music and then when you ask oh harry potter how'd you like yeah. that it was three hours <laughs> <laughs> so anyways for can i say something i have a damien and i've been d we'll check you later goodbye see you next week I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T.